Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. But tonight is going to be fantastic. I'm going to waste no more time. I'm going to bring right to the platform herself, Dr. Cindy Trim. We are so happy to be doing life with you. And today is going to be a special day because we're going to talk about um, the second stage of spiritual maturation, which is the stage called Tikto. A very important stage is the shortest of all of the uh, stages of spiritual maturation because it it, it is referring to a, a, a covenant or being able to bond with uh, and a, a God-appointed uh, individual that is assigned to help you to mature in the things of the Lord. And so this tiptoe stage is the stage that we're looking at today. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we give you praise and honor. We thank you for the time that you have allotted and assigned for us. And we pray that the time that we spend together will be a time where we can excavate the word of God and that we can feed on this word as milk and as meat, that those things that you have desired for us to have a greater understanding that through the anointing today, you will anoint me with a fresh anointing to articulate even those things. We pray that I would be able to yield completely to the Holy Spirit, that you would think through my mind and speak through my lips. Let there be none of me, all of you. Those that are tuning in, I pray that they will get answers. And Father, that today will be a day of deliverance and a day of healing, not only of revelation, but a day uh, of spiritual maturation. Bless our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 16, a very interesting text that is there. um, And uh, you can read straight through uh, in your own time, straight through to verse 27. But for the intention of today, because we have so much that we want to talk to you about, we want to just stick with a a shorter uh, text. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 16, the Bible said, again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abominations, and say, Thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem. Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite, thy mother was a Hittite. And as for thy nativity, in the day that thou was born, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou, wa- thou washed in the water to supple thee. 
Thou was not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do any of these unto thee, to have compassion upon thee, but thou was cast out in the open, or you were abandoned a field to loathe, to, to the loathing of, of, of thy people in the day that thou was born. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thy own blood, I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. Now, this is, this is a very, very important text because it simply says that the parents did what they had to do. They, they, they performed the first stage of maturation, and that was Gester. And they allowed you to, to grow, and, and then they pushed you out. And when they pushed you out or when they birthed you, they, they didn't even stay with you in your second stage. They abandoned you. And they left you to fend for yourself. And this is what's happening in, in a lot of instances with a lot of ministries and a lot of churches, with a lot of people's lives. They have that testimony. Yes, I was born again, but nobody came to seek me out. And so today I want to talk to you about confronting the spirit of an orphan. We've been talking about spiritual maturation and we're on stage number two, that stage Tito. That's the stage for bonding. That's where you connect. That's where um, an individual that is a life source to you helps you from one stage to the next until you're able to fend for yourself. And the book of John chapter 14, verse 18, it says, I will not leave you orphans or I'll, I'll not leave you comfortless. In our text in the book of Ezekiel, we see that this baby was born. The parents did exactly what they had to do in, in at least providing some form of nourishment and nutrition so that this baby could grow. But as soon as the baby was, was birthed, it was left to fend for itself. They didn't even clean it up. They didn't even cut the umbilical cord. The umbilical cord is left. The baby is lying in its own blood. And this is a lot of times, this is what happens even in deliverance services where people are open up, but they're not closed back because the, of, of the lack of maturity of, of the ministers, uh, even in terms of understanding uh, the different phases and forms of deliverance. Not every deliverance uh, is, is about demons coming out. Uh, some is a midwife that is assigned to you to push you from one realm into another realm. You don't have to have demons. It's just a stage of maturation. So the Tikto stage is about covenant, the covenant that uh, an individual makes to you to help you to progress spiritually. Now, the spirit, this particular spirit this is, is a spirit that is an abortive spirit. So it means that the enemy could not abort you when you were being incubated. But now he comes with the spirit of, of, of an orphan so that you feel as if there is no one that understands you. You're all by yourself and you're isolated from everyone else. So you have things like church hurt and rejection and, and abuse on every different level. You've got abandonment. You've got neglect. And this is not just spiritually. 
This is also naturally. It's possible for a person to be an orphan even if they have both parents. Because if one or both of the parents, say for instance, are alcoholics or drug addicts, they're not emotionally available to you so that they can help you to develop as a mature individual, uh, have a sense of community, a sense of connectivity, a sense of belonging. And so there are so many people that I come across that 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 feel isolated. They they're, 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 they're with their families, but they don't feel connected to their families. They're married, but they're not connected to their husbands. And then there are some parents that have no connection to their children. And what happens is this spirit wants to cause us to believe that we are disqualified from finding true, authentic relationships and friendships and long-lasting, uh, intimate, mutually uh, mutually beneficial types of relationships. And, and, and usually this spirit operates so that once you join a ministry, once you become a part of community, that you will feel insignificant. And so the feelings of intense loneliness, psychological disconnection from people have caused so many people to abort their destiny and they end up living with the spirit of an orphan. Paul experienced this in ministry when initially there was no one that believed in Paul. Um, He was birthed out supernaturally, had an encounter with God. But when he went to join the church, church, the church rejected him. So he, he, he understood the pain that goes with spiritual rejection or that goes with being a spiritual orphan. And so that means that you've been abandoned. You've been abandoned emotionally, ministerially, you know, and then a lot of times if, if you're an individual that is being used by God, to defy the status quo or even start a new movement, the old movement is going to reject you. And a lot of times, too, sometimes we're attempting to join uh, ministries and fellowships that don't have our DNA. So, so, you know, you know, if, 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 if God is calling you into a kingdom ministry, you're beginning to use the kingdom vocabulary, but you're in a church that is maybe assigned to get people saved. And that's their, that's, that's their assignment. But you're talking about something that is matured and a little bit more deep. You're going to suffer from rejection because you, you, you are pitching in with, with, with a group of people that don't have your DNA. So it's, it's, it's twofold here. And so one of the things that God did for Paul, he provided Timothy, he provided Mark, he provided Luke. These individuals became his spiritual children. And he had an opportunity to pour into them and also to heal from the rejection that he, he experienced when, when heaven birthed him out. Now, these individuals actually provided encouragement and refreshment for him during times of trial. And you can read about this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 to 18. Now, there's a lot of issues that, that arise when you're abandoned in our story where the second stage was critical, that Tikto stage, the stage where you're, you, you begin to bound, the stage of, of covenant. The scripture said that this child was just abandoned. 
and that there was no one to suckle it. There was no one to establish this covenant. And, and the Bible said that God came along and saw you laying in your own blood. You didn't have the ability to thrive and God took that baby and, and cleaned it up and swaddled it and nursed it and dressed it in the finest of gold and jewelry. But because the spirit of, 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 of an orphan had been, had been penetrated into their spirit, when they matured, then they ran off into whoredom. And, and it was coming not because they didn't love God, but because of the initial abandonment. Yeah. They never matured through that tiptoe stage. And so there's a lot of issues that arise that's there. And I, and, I, and, and I know that this is hitting a chord for so many people today. Because once you suffer from abandonment, um, you, there's the inability to trust. So you can see now, if you read in, in our text, you can keep reading that where they should, should have been trusting the Lord. They didn't trust God. They trusted themselves. They end up in all kinds of relationships um, because the spirit was driving them. So they have the inability to trust. They learn how to manipulate. They walk around with shame. Uh, they have a fear of rejection. There's this uh, uh, loneliness. There's suspicion. Uh, then there's the codependency, which, which they end up in in codependent relationships. You know that relationship is going to take you nowhere, but you can't control yourself. So you end up in these codependent relationships where people are using you. You know you're being used, but you don't have enough strength to walk out of that relationship. And then the, you you end up with addictions. Because because you're trying to get rid of the emotional pain and, and you use uh, substance and you use people. And then you end up with a maladaptive sets of behaviors that interfere with your ability to foster future healthy relationships and loving relationships. And then you go from one friendship to another. And, and be, even if people don't hurt you, you end up hurting them because you can't believe that someone just is, is loving you just for who you are. I have talked with individuals who have been adopted, but they still battle with the spirit of an orphan mindset and their parents love them, but, but they just can't shake this spirit off. And this is uh, happening even in church where, you know, you were abandoned in one church, rejected in another church. You go to another church and then you still can't shake that off because at a critical stage of your maturation, there was no covenant. There was no bonding that took place. And there is something that happens when a child bonds. The wiring, the emotional and psychological wiring becomes healthy. But if a, chi if a child grows up it, with with the spirit of, 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 of an orphan, the wiring is not there. And so it affects all areas of their lives. And the reason why this is close home, uh, very close to me, because I grew up with the spirit of, a, of, of an orphan. My father left my mother with seven children and just walked out altogether and, and, and never came back. And so that means that where I should have been connected Tikto, are you with me? Yes. Tikto with my father, it wasn't there. 
And so the wiring, you know, that should have occurred as a result of that is, is just not there. And some of you understand what I'm talking about. You know, it's not that you're, you have psychological problems, but it, it's, it's challenging because your level of trust in relationships is not there. Now, when I talk about trust, I'm not talking about you not trusting them. I'm talking about you not trusting you in their hands. Are you with me? Now, you know, I I trust you, but I just don't trust you with me. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so this this spirit is a is a serious spirit. So within our communities and churches, we have many leaders and believers and children who are orphans, unable to connect with others, uncomfortable with building and building and, and, and thriving in a community. They are uncomfortable. But in spite of having both parents alive, living with them under the same roof, surrounded by people who genuinely love them, it's difficult for them to build community. You see, love requires that you become vulnerable. And a a person that suffers from the spirit of an orphan will never be vulnerable. You know, you'll know some things about them, but you'll never know them. So when it when it comes to this stage, Tito stage, Tito is about building community and building community hinges on two things. Number one, individual character and individual capacity. And so, you know, a, a part of this stage is to, to begin to build capacity so that you can live in a healthy community. So because people are plagued with the orphan spirits, they have to wrestle with feeling the feeling of being alone, unwanted, awkward. You know, a lot of people that suffer with the spirit of an of, of an orphan, they feel awkward in relationships or they feel awkward with people. And it's not like they're shy. They're just socially conscious. So the more people you add, the more self-conscious they become. And it's almost like no matter what they accomplish, no matter what God does for them, it's almost like they're afraid that someone is going to find out that they're an imposter. And so they work hard that, you know, everything is driven. If I do more, if I get more, if I dress more, if I wear designer clothes, people are going to like me. If I if I hang out at a certain place, if I talk a certain way, if I wear my hair a certain way, people are going to like me and they're not going to find out that I'm unlovable. And they always feel as if somewhere they're a fake and someone is going to, you know, pull the covers off and expose them for being uh, something that they are not. And this happens. This happens with successful individuals. This happens with wealthy individuals. This happens can happen with any anyone. Sometimes because of, uh, of abuse and neglect in our story, this child was neglected. Nobody even knew where the parents were. They were missing in action and missing in action doesn't have to be physically missing in action. They could be missing in action emotionally, missing in action spiritually. You know, when you need that spiritual guidance, they're not there. When you need spiritual correction, and I'm not talking about abuse here. You know, when you need spiritual discipline, discipline is not the same thing as corporate corporal punishment. Discipline is when someone sees your potential and they structure 
the relationship to pull the best out of you. And that's the most uncomfortable. You see, a person who is a, has an orphan spirit, when it comes to someone uh, structuring their relationship in such a way that they start the maturation process to pull the best out of you, to show you your potential, they're going to run. And if they don't run physically, they run emotionally. They shut down. Have you ever been with someone that just shuts down? You're having a conversation or you're having an argument or a debate. Let's just put it, a healthy debate. And you're trying to point out. And all of a sudden they get defensive, you know, and they want to fight back. And, and you, 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 all, all you said was, I think that you could do so much better. But what they heard is you are so bad, you are worse because of the spirit of an orphan, the spirit of an orphan. Now, that this tiptoe stage is a stage that the baby cannot remember, but it helps to form their their core values, their belief system. It helps to structure their 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 psychological uh, um, uh, uh, reference point. And, and, and it's this stage where they, 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 someone says, I love you. Someone says, I care for you. And remember, Tito, you've got to be weaned. So uh, uh, if you're talking about a, a woman, a woman bears herself to this baby, totally exposes, is totally vulnerable to the baby. And when it comes to healthy relationships, a part of healthy relationship is being vulnerable. But people get afraid when they're vulnerable because of this spirit. One of the things that I believe that in our generation, I believe the spirit of revival and renewal is going to be characterized by the spirit of adoption. If you look at the Old Testament prophecy where Malachi had prophesied, this is Malachi chapter four, verses five to six. He said, behold, I will send you, uh, you Elijah, the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their father. In other words, God is going to heal us of the spirit of an orphan. You are not going to feel like an orphan another day in your life. God is going to be releasing the spirit of adoption. There's a story that is a, a magnificent story. It's a story about Jephthah. And um, Hebrews chapter 11, I love this, 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 this chapter of the Bible so much because it talks about men and women who did these amazing things and they became history makers in their generation. And one of the history makers that is talked about in Hebrews eleven thirty two was Jephthah and his story is amazing. And so his father has this one night stand with this prostitute and um, the prostitute has the child and, and the father takes the child home and wants to connect but his half-siblings, his half-siblings chased him out of the home when he matured and rejected him and said, you are going to have no part in the inheritance of our father. It's ours, not yours, for you are the son of another woman. And so this is in Judges chapter 11. So, so when that happens, enters the orphan spirit. 
Uh, Jephthah is disheartened, he's rejected, he's wounded in his father's house. And there are so many people that are being wounded in our father's house. They are suffering from being rejected because they don't look like everybody else. They don't sound like everybody else. They don't act like everybody else. So they become spiritual outcasts. So what he did now, he rebels and he says, I'll show you. He was not only an outcast, but he was an outlaw. And he resided in this place called Tob. And the Bible said that there he bended together with worthless men. What happens when you have gifted people and talented people and anointed people, and then they end up and you look at them, how did they backslide? It, I, I believe a lot of times it's the spirit of an orphan that drives them out. And they're saying, well, if you think that that's who I am in rebellion, this is what they do. So the Bible said that, that he, he bands with these questionable fellows, right? Because he questions himself. He suffers from an identity crisis. The spirit of an orphan strips you of your identity. You no longer know, uh, know who you are. So because you're stripped, then you're looking to other people to define who you are. And that's the worst thing that you can do because hurting people hurt people. And you can only attract to yourself who you are, not who you want to be. And, and, and you've got to, until you deal with your shadow, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall feel no evil. That shadow, it ain't a demon spirit. That shadow is coming from you. Whenever you stand in the presence of the light of God, a shadow is casted. Are you with me? The scripture said, nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So if nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. That means that the devil cannot be between you and Jesus. And if he's the light of the world, that means the blocking agent is not the devil is you. You gotta stop shadow boxing. When you are taught to reject yourself, other people will be be taught to reject you as well. It's like, it's like, it's like, um, uh, 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 David, remember Saul, his adoptive father rejects him and abuses him and he runs. And the Bible says, I think this is first Samuel, uh, chapter 22, verse two, that he joined himself with everyone who was distressed, everyone that was in debt, everyone that was discontent. How could a person that is anointed as a king join himself to individuals who are beneath him. That's because they were reflecting to him how he felt about himself. That means that in order for you to have the right people attracted to you, you've got to be healed from the spirit of an orphan. One day the father came looking for him because they needed him. He, 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 he was exceptional. He had exceptional leadership skill. And now the nation needed him. And when he shows up, you know, the first thing that he's going to deal with and he's going to confront them, he says to them, this is Judges 11, verse 7. He says to them, did you not hate me? Expel me from my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you are in distress? Remember, when Tikto shows up, the manifestation of the sons of God, God removes the veil. 
and takes you from a place of obscurity into a place of prominence. And Tito has to do that. There has to come a time where you have to make a decision as a mature, as you mature in the things of the Lord. Do I want to go on to maximize my potential and to fulfill my purpose? Or do I want to just keep roaming around until it's too late? So the spirit of an orphan is canceled by the spirit of adoption. God has adopted you into the family of God. And this is spiritual, whereby you can cry out, Abba, Father. You don't have to walk around with the spirit of an orphan any longer. So what is this a a spirit of, of an orphan or what is spiritual What is it? What does it mean to be a spiritual orphan? So a spiritual orphan is a person who feels alone, one who feels that they don't fit in, that they do not have a safe and secure place in a healthy, mutually beneficial relationship that affirms, that protects, that provides and that expresses love to them. They feel as if they do not belong anywhere. They are driven by fear, anxiety, insecurity and bitterness. Let's deal with the whole issue of bitterness because Jephthah was bitter. Jephthah was plagued with bitterness. Bitterness begins with hurt. Then the next stage of bitterness is anger and confusion. Then anger and confusion turns into resentment. Resentment turns into vindicate vindictiveness. Like I'm going to get you back. I'm going to hurt you because you're hurting me. And then it turns into unforgiveness and indifference. And then it becomes bitterness. So it starts with someone hurting you, then you're angry, and then you resent, and then you're going to get them back, and then you're you're just indifferent, you can't forgive them, and then you end up bitter. And there are so many believers that have been in relationships, and they just don't know what to do with the hatred they feel towards someone or the resentment they feel. Very few of us have enough truth to admit that that's how we feel. How do we know when we're unforgiving and indifferent? When, when, when you hear of that person's name, is something happens on the inside of you. When they see you, something, when you see them, something happens on the inside of you. And there are so many people that have that feeling even towards their parents because they can't get over it. What their parents did, what their parents didn't do, with their siblings, what their, what their siblings didn't do. And they carry it over into their spiritual walk. And if once you get to the point of bitterness, then you get into stress-related illness. There are some illnesses that can be cured by forgiveness. Arthritis. One of the causes of arthritis, the emotional cause, one of the emotional cause of arthritis is unforgiveness. You have to ask yourself, who do I hate? Who do I, uh, you know, am angry with? And I'm telling you when it comes to forgiveness is not the easiest thing. It's not easy because there are some people that have have hurt us so deeply that we don't even want to hear their names. We, you know, and you know, if something bad happens to them, we celebrate. That's God. God, you should not have done that to me. That's God and that's God's judgment. And so many people need to be delivered from this emotional state. They need to be delivered and, and embracing. You see, 
You can move from where you are until you acknowledge where you are. You cannot be delivered from something until you acknowledge that you have something. You got to acknowledge it. And in acknowledging it, you're 80% there. You just got 20 more percent. Jephthah was an orphan. He was abandoned by his primary caregiver his, and, and his family. And at his rejection, he, he fled. He had to fend for himself, you know, and he had to have gone through those phases. It's likely he became emotionally unavailable. So he's just going through the motion. Why? Because if I can't trust my family and my, my caregivers, who am I going to uh, trust? So he becomes self-centered, indifferent, and probably violent. So he hangs out with a gang. He starts his own gang. And he becomes violent. Why? Because he does not feel connected to anyone. Now, one of the things that is important is this, that God's kingdom is a family. And, 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 and if this happened in your first family, it doesn't have to happen in your second family. If it happened in your first house, it doesn't have to happen in your second house. And the second house that we are talking about is the family of God and the house of God. You know, one of the things that that Paul was able to say this about Timothy, Timothy connected with Paul and Paul was able to say, Timothy, a true son in the faith. You know, he's connected to me and I know that he's my son. And Paul was able to say that though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you do not have many fathers. And so you can have a lot of people that instruct you, but you've got to be able to identify who's your spiritual father, who's your spiritual mother, who are they? And then don't jump this week. This is your spiritual father. And then five weeks later, this is your spiritual father. And 10 years later, this is your spiritual father. Look, you only have one father. My father was a deadbeat father, but he was my father. Are you with me? I didn't have a second one or a third one or a fourth one. I wasn't confused. He might have been confused, but I wasn't confused. Are you with me? And so we leadership may not always get it right. But at some point, and I'm not talking about uh, leadership that abuses you. So I'm not talking about you staying in a relationship with a leader that abuses you. I'm not talking about that because you are grown adults. Are you with me? So when it comes to spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, they must treat you as spiritual children, but not as a child. There's a difference. You're a grown woman. You're a grown man. Make some decisions. Okay. Now, we become orphaned when those who are caring for us abandon us. So it could be natural abandonment. It could be spiritual abandonment, you know, where they're indifferent with some with a lot of people. You know, if they did good, the parent would 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 pay attention to them. If they did bad, they were ignored. So they learned that I've got to do in order to be loved. And there are so many people that buy people's love. They buy them with gift, with time. You know, you pay for people's attention and, you know, that's not a good place to be. So let's look at how uh, some of the um, uh, the characteristics of a person that suffers from the spirit of an orphan. And, and, And you can analyze your own self. Number one, 
as children and adolescents and adults, they idolize others. Then they quickly devalue and reject them when they're disappointed. So usually they idolize a person, and then when they're disappointed, that person is a demon. They are angry with others. And they become so angry that they can't even see their own hurts and pains that they inflict on other people. Other people are always hurting them, but they can never see. They can never see how they're hurting other people. They are emotionally hypersensitive. You got to walk around. They wear their feelings on their sleeve. Their lives are emotional roller coasters. You know, if someone hurts them, they have a bad day. If someone doesn't hurt them, they have a, they're emotionally roller coasters. It's always tied to something that someone did. It's tied to the rain. It's tied to things that they can't control. Are you with me? Uh. <laughs> they, their, their emotions shift quickly. You know, like one, one minute they're happy, the next minute they're sad. It's almost like they're, 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 they're on both ends of the continuum in a five-minute five time. They, they, they become afraid to hope in others for fear of being disappointed. So they don't, they don't trust anybody's word. If someone makes a promise, they don't care. Often they don't trust their relationships. So they don't trust that their relationships are going to last. So they pick fights. They manipulate situations. They sabotage the closeness they, that, that they fear that will inevitably uh, end. So they sabotage that, you know. And, and so with each new separation, they say, I can't trust anybody. They're, they're going to assault people they grow close to often verbally or physically. So, you know, a person that suffers from the spirit of an orphan, they're, they're, they're verbally abusive. They're just angry people. And then they're going to justify their actions. And the reason is because you made me mad or you make me sick or it's the way you looked at me. So they vacillate a lot. The people that suffer from uh, the spirit of an orphan, now, people for them are either good or bad. That, those are bad people. Those are good people. And that's how they, that's how they think, you know. They, and, and, and then they have these, they live in these uh, psychological prisons so that they can escape from the responsibility of relationship. And forgiveness is a foreign word. I'll never, ever forgive you. I'll never forgive them for what they did. And they, they live in the realm of consistent persistence. These individuals uh, are independent lone rangers. They're self-sufficient. You know, they'll help, they'll help you, but they're not going to let you help them. I don't need anybody to help me. Wow. Nobody's going to say that they did anything for me. And they buy love. People that suffer from, from the spirit of orphan, they buy love. They buy people's love. They buy people's attention. There's a tendency to love loosely and to be emotionally available. So if you're ever in a relationship with them, they love loosely. They don't care if you go or if you stay. They're very loose. They live behind emotional and psychological walls. They have to be in control. These people have to be in control all the time. They shadow box a lot. You know, they, they blame their shadow on you. 
And you could be standing next to that. You could say, no, this is my shadow right here. No, that's your shadow. In other words, it's projection. They project. You know, you hate me. No, I wasn't thinking about you all day. I promise you. I haven't put that much energy into hating you. Are you with me? So they always, they project the hatred that they have on themselves. They project it onto you. They are easily manipulated. And they use manipulative tactics to get their way. Um, Conversely, they can either be distant or they could be clingy. So if if you ever fall in love with a person that suffers from uh, the spirit of an orphan, they're, they're either distant or they're clingy. They're very clingy. Stay with me. I don't want you to go. I got to go. (laughs) if I don't go I can't return (laughs) but but they're really clingy (laughs) they're they're afraid to be alone so so at night they sleep with their tv on they sleep with the radio on they gotta have noise they got they're on the phone talking to someone because they hate to feel alone so something is always playing music, TV, always going. People, they, they're afraid to sleep with the light off. So they sleep with the light on and they walk around with a chip on their shoulders and they always get communication uh, cues wrong. They connect to others. And when they connect to others, it's very fragile. Can I give you a few more things? A person that suffers from, this, from, from being a spiritual orphan cannot recognize the love of the father. So the love that God wants to give them and offering them, they cannot recognize it. They're afraid. And so they're going to be distant from father figures. And they would transfer that onto God. Spiritual orphans cannot accept what God has done for them. And neither can they accept what God has for them until they are healed because they have issues that are deep set it. And it's, and it's the hidden source of pain within them. And until they're able to address it, they will not accept the love of God as spiritual orphans. There is always the feeling as if you are an outsider, even in worship, which requires intimacy with God. There's a tendency to remain in the outer court when it comes to God's presence as a form of self protection. Your relationships are approached with a closed heart. So you don't have an open heart. You, you shut people out as soon as you meet them. Spiritual orphans are lone rangers. They usually have non-trusting attitude towards and, and find toward and find it difficult to submit to any form of authority, primarily because submission involves having an open heart, which involves trust, the removal of psychological walls. But because they have these walls. They cannot fully engage in a healthy relationship. So submission to them is the hardest thing. They're going to show up in the place, but they're not going to show up with their heart. They're going to keep their heart to themselves. Spiritual orphans have this independent spirit. As you mature in the things of the Lord, there's an interdependency. But, but when they are orphans, they manipulate the situation so that they can feel in control. And then if, if, if they are restricted or self-conscious, they're going to have passive aggressive activities. 
So in, in, in the front of your face, they're going to be nice. But behind your back is a different story. So, you know, they have th- these two different personalities. Spiritual orphans are also masters of deception. They are chameleons. They're able to change to suit their surroundings and environment. They keep their distance from those who have authority or those who have the gift of discernment or those that are prophetic. They're going to stay away from those people because they don't want them to see their weakness, their handicaps, their tenderness, or even uh, uh, anything that is wrong with them because they're afraid of being exploited and misused. They will exploit. They will misuse but they're not going to be exploited or misused. Spiritual orphans orphans find comfort in titles. So their identity is found in a title and and, and in material possessions. They are good with looking successful because they are into outside appearance. Meanwhile, they struggle to deal with the pain on the inside. They also have the tendency to anesthetize themselves through addiction, alcohol, drugs, food, entertainment, work, exercise, size, sex, and, and they, they always seek recognition, praise, you know, and from someone in authority or someone that they think is powerful, they self-promote by manipulating others. And when they manipulate others, they're going to point out what's bad with the others so that they can look good. So they can never satisfy. So even say, for instance, if they're in a choir, they're going to say, oh, did you hear that she cracked on that note? You know, and the the person could sing beautifully, but they're going to always find something wrong. If you wear a black suit and the black suit is a designer suit and everybody's saying it looks good, they're going to find the lint on the black suit. Spiritual orphans can easily become slaves to religion and can see themselves as a son or a daughter of God. They will perform duties and tasks, but they cannot see the freedom that comes with their relationship with God. Usually people that suffer from the spirit of an orphan, they're very religious folk. It's either black or white. They're into legalism. They have dysfunctional relationship. And, you know, they miss the purpose of everything. And usually they don't make much progress. So 10 years from now, they might be in different relationships, but the relationships are are still the same as the ones that they got rid of 10 years before. What how do you get rid of the spirit of an orphan? You get you, you get delivered by the spirit of adoption. God said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. That means that you have to open yourself up to God. The scripture said, for as many as are led by the spirit, these are the sons and the daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father, the spirit himself bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then ears, ears of God, joint ears with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we might also be glorified. We, it is all 
about God allowing you to be participant in his glory. He wants to transplant you from the spirit of, a, of, of, of an orphan and transplant you by the spirit of adoption so that you can understand that other people may rejected you. They may have abandoned you. They may not have done anything to make you feel as if you were in, you were bond, that you were a part of a community. But in this stage of Tito, know that you are going to fight the spirit of an orphan and know that God is going to deliver you because he has adopted you as his child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Israel Houghton sang this song. I know who I am. I'm yours and you are mine. I, I love that song. It's a song that speaks about being adopted. The second stage of spiritual maturation. The first stage is Gester. Where you're incubated or something is incubated. The second stage is Tito. This is the stage of joining, of connecting. When God spoke to Sarah and said, Sarah, by next year, the spirit of bondage or the spirit of barrenness will be broken off of you. It took her a while to connect. Tito took her a while to, to connect with purpose and destiny, to connect with the word of God. But after which she got it right. Amen. And the rest is history. Amen. You don't have to live with the spirit of an orphan. You can be delivered right now yes. as you embrace the spirit of adoption. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Let me let me let me ask you a quick question. Because this, 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 this is, this is a, a, a message, a series designed so that you can locate yourself. You can only grow from where you are. You can't grow from where you're not. How many of you have suffered or are suffering from the spirit of an orphan? Yes. Either in your home, either growing up. And it translates. I, this is close to me and dear to me. Because that's the spirit that I had to be delivered from. And it was instituted when my father abandoned all of his children. And it's interesting because I translated that to God and God had to heal me. He had to show me that I'm, I'm your Abba Father. I'm a covenant keeping, covenant making, covenant keeping God. And whatever I promise you, I'm going to bring it to pass. And God had to heal me of that so that I could trust him. I, I used to be indifferent. So if I get a prophetic word, I, I was indifferent. I just let it fall to the ground. Why? Because you couldn't trust my, my father's promise. So how could I trust God's promise? But this was not conscious. It was all unconscious. You see? So the spirit, I had to be delivered when I found out that I have my heavenly father. Now, this is very, vitally important. If you're, you're in ministry, if you're, you're in ministry and you know that you've been rejected because of your call, it's imperative that you find your place at the foot of the cross to deal with the hurt and the bitterness because you want to go on 
to the next stage of spiritual maturation. Because you are suffering and have suffered, you know the pain, you know the emotional pain, you know how hard it is to connect with people. You know, you know what happens when someone argues with you and you shut down. You know what you do. You know manipulation. You know how you buy love. What the Lord was showing me that many of you buy people's love and you buy people's attention. This is how you buy it. Whatever you think you, they want, want to hear, that's what you say. That's how you act. But on the inside, you want to break away. But it's too painful because you've been rejected and abandoned before. And it's too painful for you now. Are you getting this? You don't have to walk around in this stage spiritually. God can heal you. But first, you've got to admit where you are. Who hurt you? Who do you resent? Who are you bitter against? What are you running from? Where did it start? Who abandoned you? Growing up in your home, growing up in your family, were you the black sheep of the family? All your other siblings were, res- uh, were accepted, but you were the back seat. You're like a Jephthah. You're like a David. You, you, you don't fit in even in the workplace. What's going on with you? Your place of truth is your place of healing and deliverance. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. Jesus Christ, who was, who is, who is to come. Who you're going to become is not who you are right now. Let's give God an opportunity. Let's bow our head and let's pray. Feel the feeling. Go there and let the tears come down. It's hard. Just talk to God. I don't don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't feel like I fit. I don't feel like I belong. I I, got to pay people. Play with my life, play with my peace for someone to love me. That's how I feel. But it's a spirit of abortion. And it's a spirit of an orphan. The enemy wants you to feel like an orphan. Like no one will ever love you for who you are. And so you go through the motions. Titles are important to you. Even in ministry. People have to call you prophetess. They got to call. They can't call you by your first name. Why? Because it strips you. And you're angry and you're hurt. And nobody knows the pain that you feel. Nobody knows. Let the tears come down. Nobody knows what you've been through, what you had to struggle with. Nobody knows what what you're struggling with right now. Nobody knows the verbal abuse, the physical abuse that you've been through. Nobody knows how you're trying to anesthetize the pain and what you do to it, to, to, to anesthetize it. But God knows. Our Father and our God, as we bow our heads, you are a heavenly father. It's a concept that we struggle with. Our first fathers, our spiritual fathers, they're struggling too. But you are a God that is our heavenly father. And you have no struggles. So right where I am, I'm coming and I'm presenting this spirit to you. Heal me of it. Heal me right now. Deliver me. 
Yes, let the anointing break the yokes right now. And let me feel your love. Let me experience it without fear. Let it start right here. And Father, I know that you will heal every relationship and you will deliver me. Father, Tikto is about bonding, feeling a part of the community, that part of the family of God. You have accepted us in the beloved, and right now you embrace us. The wiring that we experience, Father, rewire us. Let us love you so deeply and love us so deeply that the wiring that we missed as children rewire us as adults as we come as a little child. Bless us now and thank you for healing us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Did you get anything out of this? Is it beginning to make sense? Yes. In two weeks' time, we're going to go in stage three of spiritual maturation. The first stage is Gester. We want you to get the book Push because that will give you all the wombs of the spirit. But tonight I want to strongly recommend that you read the book, uh, The Rules of Engagement for Overcoming Your Path. It's a thin book out there. You can read it in the night because it goes into details about overcoming the spirit of an orphan. I've discovered that most people carry the spirit around, but you don't have to. So out in the back right now, my staff are there and they're going to serve you. Ask them for push, prevail, and overcoming your past, the rules of engagement for overcoming your past. Ask them for those three books. It'll, it'll get you through this next section. It's a pleasure to do life with you. Thank you for being a part of my life group. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.